Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Dave Pash Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Pash, ESPN and Arizona Cardinals play-by-play announcer. Our guest this week is one of the best players in the NBA, Damian Lillard, six-time All-NBA, six-time All-Star, Olympic gold medalist, NBA 75th anniversary team member, and lifelong Raiders fan. We'll talk with Dame about Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, his thoughts on the Cardinals-Raiders game. What does he think of Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray? You know, a speedster, strong arm, competitive. He's a winning player, so I root for him. You know, I want to see him do well. Uh, I'm a fan. I I respect him. Dame had a busy summer running his Formula Zero camp, being very involved in the community. Dame talks about his health and whether he'll spend his entire career in Portland as a trailblazer. All that plus a gentleman's bet between Dame and me. You'll have to listen to find out what's going to happen. Believe me, it's far worse for me if the Cardinals lose. Not even close. Dame got off easy if the Cardinals end up beating the Raiders on Sunday. We are presented by BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Get ready for a football season like never before with BetMGM, an official partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Sign up today using code CARDS1000 and get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 and over, Arizona only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. All right, now let's hear from our guest, Portland Trailblazers star, Damian Lillard. So first things first, Damian, you've had a really busy summer. Tell me about Formula Zero, the camp that you've got going. You're very involved in the community, philanthropy, and I know you are very invested in youth sports. Yeah. Formula Zero is a camp it started with a camp at least you know I got I got bigger plans for it but it started with a camp just to have a a situation where I wanted to have a bigger impact on uh youth sports you know basketball specifically and uh the direction that the game is going in you know I've I've trained with my trainer Phil Beckner uh since like 2008 and I've trained with my other trainer Chris Farr you know since you know, 2010, 2011, but I've known Chris Farr my whole life, so I've had both of those guys in my life, and I've had all these different, you know, mentors slash father figure type people that I've met along the way who've uh, shaped me as a person and as a player, you know, but I feel like who they who they helped me become as a, as a person has been a huge part of my success and why I've been able to accomplish a lot of the things that I've been able to accomplish and, you know, be able to stay true to who I am as a person, you know? So that's, I realized the power of that now that I'm 32 years old. And, um, you know, just looking at the direction that the game is going in, you see like the character of some of the, the younger athletes uh, from the AAU culture to college, you know, they just expect things to happen. You know, the, the things that I feel like shaped me, you know, it doesn't make me perfect or anything like that, but I feel like a lot of the things that shaped me and the people that shaped me and molded me with some of the lessons I learned, it can really help a lot of these kids. So Formula Zero is not about, you know, being Damian Lillard. It's all of those people that I've met along the way. Those are the camp coaches and the people coaching the game and um, also sitting in these classrooms and, you know, watching clips and kind of – stressing that same message and those same things that I got to the players. Uh, so they all came and participated at camp. And um, the people that, you know, helped shape me, those people are 
are what Formula Zero is. You know, I just happen to be the product of, of all of those people, and I just want to I want to have that type of impact on the, the culture of the game, and we started it with this camp. Well, that's one of the things I've always appreciated about you, man. You're, you're a humble guy. You're very thoughtful of others and very involved in, because of what you've gone through in your life, uh, about helping the next generation and paving the way for other people. Um, how's your health, man? Because I know you had the abdominal surgery, and it was January, but I know that also that was something that was bothering you for a while. Uh, so how you feeling now with the season starting here in another month or so? I feel great. You know, I think it was – it had been about four and a half years that I have been dealing with the abdominal injury. Obviously, toward the end, it was uh, much worse than when I first started to experience it. But it just got it just got worse over time to the point where I just learned how to to cope with it. You know, I learned how to deal with the, the pain and, you know, still function to the best of my ability. Um, and then it got to the point where I just kind of, you know, I got used to waking up in the morning and not really knowing, you know, how my body was going to respond or how I was going to feel that day. And then just banking on the fact that, you know, eventually adrenaline and competitive nature is going to kick in and I'm going to fight through it and just get through whatever I got to get through. And then it just reached a point where it was unbearable. And uh, had I known the significance of the injury, you know, two three years ago I would have you know done what I had to do to handle it then but I just didn't ha- I just didn't know what was going on you know I didn't know it was a situation where I needed surgery so um, now that that's out the way you know I did it in January uh, it's been about eight months and um, I just been training and you know spending time with my wife and my kids and spending time with my family and traveling and just doing stuff to have, have peace, you know, peace of mind and just enjoying my life and doing the things that I need to be doing to be ready to play. And that's, you know, it's been pretty simple, honestly. Well, along those lines of spending time with your family, I saw what you posted about Disneyland. It's a great picture with you and your kids and your wife. You've got the, the Mickey Mouse shirt that says Daddy. Your wife has a shirt yeah. that says Mommy. Um, but no Fast Pass, Dame? Are we anti-Fast Pass? Uh, no, I actually, uh, <laughs> I actually did have a, a fast pass, but it was it was uh, the the ultimate fast pass because you know my my former teammate Robin Lopez is uh, heavily into you know comic books and art and all those types of things, but he's he's on some type of board at Disney, and um, you know he set me up nice, so I had it. You know we just. We did move around pretty freely, but we definitely had some assistance, and it was definitely worth it. It made the experience that much better. Did you get noticed? Did people recognize you, even though you had the shirt on? I mean, you looked like the average Joe at, at Disneyland. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm only 6'2", so it wasn't like a 6'9 dude walking around there. <laughs> but uh, people did notice. You know, I, I feel like I got, it was, you know, somebody noticed me every 10 steps. <laughs> My son was like, man, get away from my dad, you know, because he's finally at the age now where he's like, why are all these people coming up to you? (laughs) I try to live my life. You know, obviously there's certain things that, you know, is not worth what's going to come with it, you know, to to go and do. But, you know, I wanted my son to have that experience, and I didn't want to be like, oh, let's just, you know, hide from the crowd and him not get that full experience. So, you know, we did it, and it was what it was. You know, I – took my fair share of pictures, but uh, it didn't take away from uh, that moment from my son. So, uh, you know, I was fine with it. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Have you been working on a new uh, rap album? Was I think the last one you released was last summer, right? 
Yeah, I put I put my fourth album out last summer, and uh, just over the last nine months, you know, I've had so much downtime. Even during the season, I wasn't really traveling. I was just focusing on rehab and training and just getting my mind and my body right. And uh, I was in the studio a lot, so I actually finished my I finished my fifth album. I finished my fifth album this year too. Just you know, just from having so much time on my hands. But I'm a I'm gonna hold on to it and wait till the season is over. But it's definitely done. Can you tell us what the name of it is? The name of the album is Don Dollar. Okay, because you're you're like you and Lecrae. I don't listen to a lot of rap, but like you two are my favorites, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I try to have a, a solid message in my music, and I try to you know have it be a real representation of you know my life and how I think and my my personal experiences. So, well, let's talk some football. I can touch some people. Yeah, no, and you definitely do that, man. You you definitely – I think you're so relatable. That's another reason why I think you're as popular as you are because people relate to you and your story. And uh, so I really appreciate, uh, you know, how available – you just talked about, like, your son telling people to get away from my dad because you're always friendly yeah. to everybody, man. You're just a good dude. You're just a good dude. Uh, let's talk some football. Give me your thoughts on what the Raiders – you know, what you saw from the Raiders week one. Uh, I mean, I think – Given the fact that none of our main guys played any snaps um, in the preseason, you know, you got to expect that it's going to be some rust. You know, the timing might be off uh, with some things. Devontae Adams did the obvious. I mean, he's the best receiver in the league, so I expected uh, I expected that from him. You know, I knew he was going to come out and be sharp his debut with the Raiders. Um, you know, he's he's always done him. Um, but I think, you know, obviously with DC throwing three interceptions, that's gonna be it's gonna be a a tough day. You know, he, he threw his three interceptions. We still had our chance to win the game, and we just came up short. You know, but it, it might happen again. But I I like where our team is. I like I love our offense, and I love the fact that our defense started off slow, but we held them seven points in the second half. You know, they showed some resistance. So. Um, and I feel like uh, Josh McDaniels is like, you know, he, he ain't having it. You know, he he come from winning culture. Um, you know, he didn't won his share of Super Bowls as just as an offensive coordinator. Had his experience with Denver as a head coach. Probably didn't go how he wanted. But I just, you know, I got a lot of faith in him this, this time around. So we're going to be all right, man. It ain't, it ain't the ideal start, but we're going to be all right. What was your reaction when you found out that you guys were getting Devontae Adams? Man, when I saw it, I was like, man, let me make sure this ain't one of those pages putting this out here that's, you know, tricking everybody or trolling everybody or something. And then, you know, I obviously went to ESPN and SportsCenter. I was checking all the main platforms that that would have it, and they was up there. And I was like, wow. And I instantly reached out to them. Like, yeah, you with the nation now. I don't think I've been more excited about anything involving football since we got Randy Moss. So... Were you a Raider fan from birth because of growing up in Oakland? Were the Raiders good when you were young? Because they've had stretches. They've been really good, obviously, in stretches where they've been bad. And then when they announced the move to Vegas, was the, were you going 100% no matter what, or was there part of you that was upset about that? I mean, I wasn't happy with them moving from Oakland, obviously. But I was never one of those people that was like, man, I'm not, I ain't going to be a Raider fan no more. You know, I'm still I'm still Raider Nation, and a lot of my family is, you know, fans of different teams now. Like my uncle, my uncle Richard is all of a sudden a Rams fan. 
you know, we go to the – I took him to the Super Bowl last year, and he in there with a Rams jersey on. And I'm like, you're not a true Rams fan. Like, you're actually a Raiders fan. But I stay with the Raiders, and I'm, you know, I'm a, a true Raiders fan. So, and I've been a Raiders fan since I was a kid. And we had our, our ups and downs with, you know, Napoleon Kaufman and Tyrone Wheatley and Charlie Garner. We had some stretches. And I remember the last time we was really good, like I expect us to be this year, was when we had, you know, Rich Gannon. The year we went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Bucks, And then I think even the year before that, we was pretty good, too. So I'm expecting a, a really solid season this year. So when Derek Carr last year, Dame, calls out your name, Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard, as an audible for a deep ball, <laughs> did you know it was yeah. coming? Because I know you and Derek Carr are friends. Did you, did you know it was coming? Yeah. Honestly, when as soon as I heard him say it and it came through the screen, that was my first thought is they about to throw a bomb. <laughs> and when they said it, my phone just started blowing up, like saying the same thing. But obviously by the time the text went through, the play had already happened. But it was funny that he – that, you know, they – because anything that I'm a fan of, I'm an active fan. Like, I'm an active boxing fan. I'm an active Raiders fan, so – you know, I felt like that was pretty cool that they, you know, they had Audible that was named after me. And I think it, in a way it's a, it's a dead giveaway, too, because the whole world knew what was coming. <laughs> it actually was what I thought it would be. <laughs> because you're the taking 30-footers <laughs> and nailing them like it's nothing. That's why you knew it was a deep ball. That's yeah, your. I knew, I knew it. I knew it right away. Uh, what, what's, you know, I got to know Derek a little bit actually when he was at Fresno State because uh, I've been doing college football for ESPN for 20 years and he, he's just an unbelievable guy. Um, how did you get to know Derek? Yeah, great dude. Yeah, how did you get to know him? I mean, I just got to know him through being a fan of the Raiders. Um, and, you know, I think he started to see how, how I was a real fan. You know, I watch every game and I, you know, I say my comments about, you know, what's going on or whatever, but. Obviously, us both being professional athletes, me being from Oakland, we started to communicate and, and things like that. And that was it. You know, it wasn't too much. You know, I respect I respect D.C. You know, I think he, he doesn't get the respect that he should get, you know. You know, he's always stood tall, you know, when things didn't go right or, you know, he was receiving criticism. He stood tall. You know, he faced the music and kind of just kept on pushing. And then last year, you know, our – what was it, 2017 maybe or 18, where we went like 12-4 and four and then he got hurt and missed the playoffs. And then, um, you know, that year he could have been could have been MVP. And then I feel like now it's all coming around for him. Now he's getting the weapons that he needs. You know, we got to tighten up our O-line and, you know, get our defense to play consistent and get him some protection. And now he got the weapons out there where he can, you know, he can really, he can really put a special season together. So, Hopefully that's what you know. That's what we get. What are your thoughts on Kyler Murray? How much have you had a chance to watch Kyler since he got into the NFL? I've seen my share, you know, just because I'm always clicking through games and I'm always following athletes. You know, him specifically because he's a Heisman Trophy winner. I always love to see, you know, how to how they go from being, you know, at the top of the college game to how they respond when they get to the NFL. Especially him because he's undersized, you know, undersized quarterback, but a you know, a speedster, strong arm, competitive, you know, and he's like, he's a winning player. So 
you know, I followed him, and, you know, I saw some of the stuff he had going on this offseason. So I always root for guys like him, you know, that have some success and they kind of undersize. Uh, everybody don't expect the most from him uh, because, it, you know, maybe he's not he's not going to be able to see over the line. And is he going to be able to make this throw? Is he going to be able to make that throw? Is he going to take off and run all the time? Like, you you hear all these little different criticisms and, and things like that, and I, I root for him. You know, I want to see him do well. Um, they didn't open up the season how he would have liked, I'm sure, against the Chiefs, but uh, I'm a fan. I, re- I respect him. So in 2015, I lost a gentleman's bet with Steph Curry. Uh, the Cardinals are playing the Panthers in the NFC Championship game, and so I was talking with him. We had a Warriors game, and I said, all right, if – the Cardinals win. You got to wear Cardinals gear into the arena for the next game. And he said, "Okay." And I said, "Well, what do you want me to do?" And he said, "You got to wear a Panthers NFC Championship T-shirt into the arena." So, Cardinals lost. I had to wear. I still have the the Panthers NFC Championship T-shirt because I can't get yeah. rid of it. So I'm happy to do another gentleman's bet for this weekend. Like you wear a Kyler Murray jersey opening night into the arena. And then you tell me whatever you want me to do if the Raiders win. I mean, I feel pretty confident about that because I feel like we're going to win our home opener. So, But I just don't know if I'm willing to, to take that bet about <laughs> opening night. Right. Opening night, I got to get, night, I gotta get something off. I got to give me a nice fit off for opening night. But I'll definitely wear it in the tunnel. That's fair. In the tunnel at some point. Forget opening night. Some, at some point in the season, yep. wear a Kyler Murray jersey – and and what do you want me to do then? Because, like, I can't wear – I mean, people aren't really watching me, but, like, is there – I mean, I'll wear Raid or something. I'll wear a Blaze or something. I'll donate to one of your foundations. You tell me what to do, man. I'll do it. you got to take a picture with the Raider Nation face painting, black hole style. <laughs> okay. And then what? Put it on social – I don't have to wear it on camera, right? And Just put it, And you got to put it on social media. Okay. That's fair. Okay, it's a bet. That's fair. Black hole style, the whole, the whole thing. All right, you're on. You that confident? You that confident? No, but uh, it's it, <laughs> <laughs> it's this is me and you. I mean, this is. Uh, All right. I, I'm I good. I, I'm willing to I take a chance. All oh. right, bet good. All right. Um, you know, speaking of the Cardinals, you you remind me a lot of Larry Fitzgerald, who was here forever, and. One of the reasons is because of Fitz's loyalty to the organization. He played his entire career here. Uh, even though he hasn't officially retired, he's done. I mean, he's on ESPN now. He's not He's not coming back. Do you still see yourself spending your whole career in Portland? I do. I do. You know, I've, I've had my people saying, Man, you got to get out of there. You got to do this. You got to do that. But I'm a, I'm the type of person that uh, I'm never gonna be marching to the beat of nobody else's drum. I'm always do you know what I feel like is in my best interest and that I really feel in my heart. And I think a lot of people, and I've said this on many different occasions, people they call it you know. He's being loyal and loyalty this and loyalty that, and I'm like I'm naturally a loyal person, but. I do have a, a level of loyalty to the organization, but the, this loyalty that they're talking about is ultimately to who I am as a person. I'm being loyal to who I am, you know, and not getting beside myself because 
I'm somebody that, you know, I, I believe what I believe. I think I can get it done. Now, everybody else might say there's no way the Blazers will ever win. You know, they need to do this, they need to do that. But that's just that's just not how I feel about the situation. You know, um, I feel like we'll have a chance to win. You know, I feel like that moment is going to come. You know, I feel like that opportunity is going to come. And, uh, you know, that's that. As long as I feel that our, our organization is putting their best foot forward and we're on the same page about doing everything that we can do to win, then I'm willing to go out, you know, I'm willing to go out swinging, but, you know, it's a lot of guys that have, you know, received that same criticism and that same, you should do this, you should do that, and there's been many that have done it, and sometimes they didn't win at all, and sometimes they, the guys that did win, you know, it didn't change anything. So, you know, I want to win. I want to win in Portland. You know, it will mean something to me to do it here. Uh, there's a, a, some significance to that for me. You know, and I don't say that with the expectation that, you know, they couldn't ever decide one day that, all right, we want to move on. You know, what do you want to do? This is me being loyal to who I am, you know, and how I feel and and what I want to see happen. So uh, I would love to finish my career here. That's my plan. And that's that. You know, I think, you know, everybody's going to always have their opinions and what they think I should do or, you know, he he don't want to win, he don't this, he don't that, but nobody's going to have to walk in my shoes but me. Nobody's going to have to deal with any consequences or anything but me. So I'm going to always go off of, you know, what I, what I truly feel, what I truly think, and what I'm willing to stand on. And this is, this is what I'm willing to stand on. couple more and we'll get you out of here, Dame. You guys made the conference finals a couple of years ago. A lot of the faces and names have changed. Obviously, C.J. McCollum, who was your teammate for so long, now in New Orleans, it is year two for Chauncey Billups, um, one of my former broadcast partners at ESPN, as the head coach. And you know, you guys again have you know reshaped the roster. How do you feel, uh, given your health and where you are, and what you were saying earlier? How do you feel about the team this upcoming season? Um, just being back, you know, we had a lot of guys back early, so we've we spent a, a decent amount of time together, and I've gotten to you know not just see. Uh, growth from a lot of our guys I've gotten to uh, get to know guys a lot better to to I guess just gauge you know what I feel like uh, we can get out of them you know what guys can actually bring I, I feel like when you when you learn about who people are you you learn a lot of things that you really need to know you know if you want to be a, a successful team you know the personalities and who people are on the inside counts you know so um, since I've been able to, to see that you know how hard guys work just to get to know who you know who they are as people, and then we get some of our newer guys in. We got Gary Payton, and we got Jeremy Grant, and uh, you know Ant is looking you know ready to explode. I'm feeling healthy. We got Josh Hart back. We got you know our seventh pick of the draft, Shaden Sharp, who's all world talent. Uh, Nas Little coming back off injury, like feeling healthy. Trendon Wofford, who was undrafted, that um, you know end up getting a guaranteed contract and now you know he's he's one of those do-it-all type of players with great feel and a good teammate he can shoot he can pass uh understands what's going on nerf you know we got we got a lot of guys that um i feel like make we have the makings of being a good team you know whether whether or not we're going to be a great team things have to go well you need some favor 
Um, you know, you need a little bit of luck, and you just got to be a team that's not fun to play against. You know, we're gonna have to grind it out and go go take stuff. But I, lo- I love where I love where we are right now. You know, in this moment, I love where we are. I realize this is probably an unfair question, and and this could be taken by people listening to this podcast the wrong way. And I'm not trying to trap you with this question, but you know, is there a is there a player like that you absolutely think? Like, man, that's a dude that I would love to play with. Not saying that there's going to be a trade or anything like that, but is there like a player like yeah. that you haven't had a chance to play with you? Like, I love his game, whether it's a young guy or an older guy, I love his game and would love the opportunity to play with him because you've played with so many star players in the Olympics and obviously you've had some great teammates yeah. there in Portland. Well, one of those players was Jeremy Grant. Um, I played with him in the Olympics, and I, you know, I wanted him on my team for one from way back then. And we got him. But uh, if I had to say one player at this moment, without saying star players' names, because obviously, you know, it's a bunch of stars. I would love to play with Giannis and, you know, KD and those type of guys. Jason Tatum, I love to play with those dudes. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, you would love to be on the team with them just because they, you know, they're that great of players. Uh, But if I had to say a player right now that I would want to add to our team, I would say somebody like uh, – Mikael Bridges or OG Ananobi or uh, Jared Vanderbilt, somebody like that. One of those three. I love those three guys. Is that because you've got a guy that's an elite defender who can also hit the three, who's available, who plays every night, who plays hard? Is that kind of – am I reading you yeah, right in what you're saying? They defend. They defend. They all have really good size. Um, they can make shots. You know, Jared Vanderbilt does everything. He guards every position. He rebounds. He's a playmaker. He's tough, competitive. You know, he's, uh, you know, good feel for what's going on out there. And, uh, you know, I think the other two are similar. You know, they defend really well. They make shots. They play on winning teams. You know, they're tough. They're competitive, all of those things. And I feel like that's that's the that's what the winning teams are built like now. So, you know, if we could have one of those type of players um on top of what we have now, I think it that's just for me personally what I you know what I like. Last one. Uh you, you talked earlier briefly about your love for boxing and you know, I'm sure everybody's seen the commercial with you boxing. How long have you been boxing? Could you do like if you had to do it professionally for a career, could you do it? I I boxed a little bit as a kid, and then, you know, for the last seven years, I've done it consistently. Uh, like I've been in the ring heavily, and uh, my trainer always tells me, like, you're not a you're not a basketball player. You a you're not a. He always tells me I'm a fighter that plays basketball. And I think you know I think when he says that, he just talks about my mentality. You know, like I. I come to work, I'm consistent, you know, I don't back down, I don't I don't waver. Um uh, and I, I think the characteristics that I bring to the table and who he's seen me to be every day, you know, since I've known him, you know, for the last eight years, you know, and him working with David Benavidez and Rio Valenzuela and Jose Benavidez Junior and, and senior, you know, he's been in that camp and for him to be around boxing the way he has and him be around me, I think he just sees that, you know, the successful fighters, you know, they, they operate and think and have a certain type of confidence and sturdiness about them. And I think he sees that in me, you know, so 
um, on top of what he he seen me capable of doing in the ring. So I, he says that to me, but I just at the same time I just got too much respect for the sport. You know, they say you don't play boxing. I don't want to mess around with my brain and, you know, taking punches and none of that, no more than I have to, you know, not even to, to prove anything. You know, as long as I know that I can properly defend myself and I can protect my family, you know, if something was to ever happen, you know, I'm, that's enough for me. You know, other than that, I'm going to leave it to the Devin Haney's and Shakur Stevenson's and uh, Canelo and all those, all those cats, man. They got it. Errol Spence, Bud Crawford, Boots Ennis. Do I need to keep going? <laughs> no, I got you. No, I just, I'm impressed, man. I'm impressed. Your knowledge. You you know a little bit about everything. I mean, the football stuff was really good, man. You can break it down. Yeah, I mean, I pay attention. You know, I'm a, like I said, I'm a real Raiders fan. I'm a real boxing fan. So. Well, listen, yeah, I, I really appreciate the time. I've always said, Dame, you, you know, of all the – on the NBA circuit, you're one of my favorites because you're such a great leader and teammate and an example for a lot of young people, along with being a Hall of Fame player on the NBA 75th anniversary team. And if the if the Cardinals lose, I will tag you. My wife, who loves makeup, will be making will be painting my face with. I'll look like I'm in the black hole, and I will be tagging you on a tweet next week. Okay, for sure. I look forward to it. <laughs> and if not, if the Cardinals win, you got to hit me up on when the Kyler jersey's coming out. But I appreciate the time, Dame. Uh, glad you're healthy. Have a great season, man. We'll see you at some point during the year. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. I'll see you soon. Okay, bro. Thanks, man. We covered a lot of ground there with Dame. Thought it was interesting. He said based on his personality, who he is, being a loyal person, his plan is to play his entire career with the Trailblazers. He talked about the type of players that he would love to play with for the next several years. He's only 32 years old, still has a long way to go. Had some great thoughts on the Raiders. He said he's a diehard Raiders fan. You can hear it in his voice. He, he knows a lot about the team. He watches a lot of football. And I thought it was cool, too, that he he's watching the game when Derek Carr audibles by calling out his name. The Dame could read his lips on TV and then knew exactly what play Derek Carr was checking into that it was a bomb in tribute to Damian Lillard being one of the best deep shooters in the NBA and folks I'm really hoping the Cardinals win I always want the Cardinals win maybe more so than ever it's one thing to have to wear a Carolina Panthers NFC Championship t-shirt to interview Steph Curry in 2015 it's another to have to look like a member of the black hole and paint your face silver and black so if the Cardinals lose unfortunately I'm going to have to do that and put it out on social media next week. So go Cardinals on Sunday. We are presented by BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Gila River Resorts and Casinos. You can follow us on Twitter, at PashPod, and you can also go to your podcast platform and rate us, review us, tell us what you think, tell us if there's anything we can work on. Also, if you have some guests you'd like to hear from at some point in the future, let us know that as well. Our thanks to future Hall of Famer and one of the best players in the NBA, Damian Lillard, and also thanks to you for listening to another edition of the Dave Pash Podcast.